Okay, so the voice of Super Saiyan Gohan. One of the things that I have a lot of people want to know is how do you feel about the progression that Gohan has taken in the series? Oh, as far as up to getting up to the Cell Saga? Yes. Or, yeah. Um, well, I think it's really cool because I'm, as a voice actor, when all of this was being dubbed, um, I'm just, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's like, oh, it's just going to work because I don't mean it like that. But like, right. <laughs> when I would go to my session and I'd be before session, I'd show up, I would not even know what's on the table. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even know what scene is next, what my lines are, anything. So I go into a session blind. So from what I know and remember from recording, mm-hmm. um, I, I didn't I didn't know how long I'd be voice. I mean I thought I'd just be voicing Gohan until whenever. But then as I went in and learned more, um, this was what came up was the Super Saiyan right. Gohan, the Super kind Saiyan of his Gohan. big culmination where he kind of like had held all this power and all of this well really this power and strength he didn't even know he had and then all of a sudden he's fighting this big enemy and then okay. you know people had to band together and help him and he had to use all of the experience he'd had and channel all of that to a lot of people feel feed. like that whereas people start to start to feel like he was losing his his way because it's like <laughs> he hit his peak right there yeah yeah <laughs> like that was gohan's peak after that it was like right <laughs> and i didn't even know i mean i hear the feedback from the fans all the time yeah. which is really fun i really like to hear what people have to say about different things and the character development was one that I tend to hear a lot about about Gohan mm-hmm. as he kind of grows up and experiences a lot of things kind of in the background and being in the background watching a lot of things go on and how it contributed to how he perceives things as he grows older um, but yeah I think that from what I know it was kind of a peak for him uh, kind of being in the limelight there during that battle with right. Saga. So, um, and here we go. This is the real anime podcast. This is the real anime podcast. This is the real anime podcast. We bring trap to anime. I am Strong Arms. I am Captain Kurt. And I am Token Day. This is the trap anime. This is trap anime. And this is trap anime. Bitch.
bones next to the clone bones. Warning, side effects of clones are Takano Jutsu, Pressure, of Power, and Tons of Philips. If you experience any of these symptoms, we don't give a fuck and you should probably go fuck yourself. If you are allergic to clones, contact your doctor immediately because that is cat and you are full of shit. Come on down to that. We'll get your clone on the way. Clone clones, clone. So welcome to Chap Anime, everybody. I am Strongarm, and I am here with Stephanie Nadalini. Hey! The voice actress of not only Kid Goku, but Super Saiyan Gohan. Yes. The best Gohan of them all. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> compliment. So as you can see, I did a couple art pieces for her. She loves them, of yes, course. Yes, I do. They're beautiful. And also, um, so one of the things I wanted to know, what made you want to get into voice acting? How did you get? How did you get into voice acting? That's yeah. That's a very good question. Um, I know we all have our own history with however we got to where we're at. With me in particular, uh, at a very very young age, I knew that I was going to be pursuing and even just for fun something to do with my voice. And right. and it started with not just the voice, but with music and mm -hmm. so I, I at a very very young age as far back as I can remember I want to say around three um, I knew that that was going to be something I wanted to pursue I wanted to be around music I wanted to be mm -hmm. sing I knew I wanted to be a singer and using my voice so you have a beautiful a voice huh? oh thank you well I hope I, some people say that <laughs> I mean I, I was able to make a career out of it so yeah. I guess I could say yes you know um, a little birdie told me you also play an instrument uh, and really? Yeah, a little birdie told me. Oh, uh, little birdie! A little birdie. Uh, I took piano lessons growing up. Yeah. And I have been returning to my roots of taking piano lessons wow. um, because I'm teaching piano and keyboards okay. to children who want to pursue music as a career, um, whether it be singing or musicians, you know, mm -hmm. singing in bands, performing in bands, forming a band, leading a band, singing, songwriting, whatever it is. Uh, playing an instrument is always really uh, good, whether it you're going to be a singer or not. I mean, and both is even better because you can possibly be your uh, one-man band, right. a one-woman band, <laughs> show up and accompany yourself and perform too. Especially so that might have been what you heard is that I I love the piano. piano. I wanted to learn how to piano so bad, and I also yeah. wanted to learn how to play the bass. The bass. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorites. Is but the bass. what people don't know is I used to be in the band. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was in the band all the way from middle school to college. Okay. All the way, I played the tuba. Oh, you did! Uh -huh. Oh my goodness! What a yeah. what a trivia about it! <laughs> right? I love the tuba. That's a, that's a that's a tough one though. That's a big, it large it's, instrument. It, it, but I'm telling you, that live band, like marching band oh, yeah. sound, that tuba, it's, it's, you feel it's it. Everything. You feel it in your booty. <laughs> <laughs> you feel it in your soul. In your soul, baby. Yeah. Mm -mm, mm -mm. But it's funny you said bass because uh, I grew up uh, in the disco era ah. as a young, young, young kid, and yeah. I was gravitated the baseline was everything in yes. disco i mean it was everything because you had to have that foundation and bass in general is a foundation but it is uh i definitely gravitated towards that instrument as one that i like to listen to and i like the, to hear in a band mm -hmm. is that bass line yes that it's the rhythm line. section too yeah that's where you start you start with the bass and you, then gotta, you build up from there right the and bass and drums have got to be there um depending on your whatever your 
doing. I mean, if you're if some yeah. some bands are you know duos, trios, or quartets, whatever it is. Yeah. But, uh, but if they still have some kind of baseline, somebody yes. somebody's doing the baseline. It could be yes. a it could be a flute quartet. Exactly. Some, one There's of those. You gonna have something. a bass flute. You yeah. gotta lay down that groove too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm, I've always been a big fan of that, the rhythm section. And, and, and then as I grew up, after learning to play the piano, I actually played by ear. We had a piano really? that my mom had gotten from the family. And so it was just there. So I'd play on it anyway. I'd yeah. get in trouble playing on it too <laughs> early or playing on it too loud. But uh, I was fascinated with piano, music, singing, and then voices as far as character voices or mm-hmm. voices in general. I became captivated by that as well, whether it be through cartoons, um, TV shows, mm-hmm. people in my life, my babysitter, whatever. I had an ear for anything voice, anything sound related. And right. as, a, as a result, now here I am, years <laughs> later, doing a little bit of all of that. A little bit of all of that. Uh, I didn't actually pursue directly a voice over career. That's not like that's not where it began. That's, right. The voice is definitely a part of what it I do. It just kind of made you. It made my way. It was that stepping stone to, to uh-huh, bigger things. To thing. doing other things, right? Um, and to this day, I'm still blown away at the popularity of Your this voice. voice. I mean, just being cast in this role years and years ago, and so conventions and that's yeah. how we met you know yeah. getting out and about and yeah and by the way the you guys we met at wow at uh weebcon, weebcon. 2021 yes we yes. met dfw I, I got her to sign another ago. piece i'll put that at the end of the video yes i was <laughs> instantly like wow look at this cool artwork i mean it's it's amazing it's it's a talent in itself <laughs> and it's a creative art artistic thank you talent. thank you so, so much i, I love them it. they're great Check them I, out. I thought about um going into voice acting myself i was like maybe yeah. but i was like i don't know yeah i, I feel like my voice is lispy I don't know um, it can, you know, it's a character though you can make your own voice a character and that's what's cool and some people that pursue voice acting as a career um, have something they're either they're passionate about mm-hmm. or it's something they're already good at and sometimes it's both and if it can be all of the, the above then more power to you and that's what I ended up doing was learning how to sing and uh, learn listening and training my ear just being a kid and just listening to what's going on around me right. and utilizing that voice and mimicking. I did a ton of mimicking. I still to this day do it. Yeah. It's just so much fun to see. It's a challenge for me to see just how many different voices I can produce, whether they're original or mimicking so other let's see characters. Let's see what you got. Wanna, oh my gosh. You I know, I need to get like a little routine and have it like stream <laughs> from right. voice. Uh, you know, I can do anything from Beavis and Butthead to Cartman to. Uh, oh, I got to hear Cartman. Let me hear Cartman. <laughs> I started getting into those voices just from hearing them playing in the background of whether mm-hmm. it was I was in college or was on in the background. Uh, Beavis and Butthead I was into because I was a, a big MTV fan growing up because I was uh, yes, around since its inception, I think was 81. Right. When it was still music. When it was all music. I mean, that's still what music. we did. I mean, it's no you, longer music. You didn't even have to be, uh, I mean, you can even wanting to pursue music as a career. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody I hung out with had their favorite music or what that's that's just a genre it's like what yeah. do you like to listen to I mean, mm-hmm. everybody likes to listen to something and they played it all and right <laughs> and we and and then the the whole getting to watch you know the video kill the radio star oh, the, the video the buggles was, and yes. that's i mean all we had before that prior was radio and uh mm-hmm. cassette tapes and um 
albums, um, mm, vinyl, yeah. whatever vinyl, you want to yeah. call it. And when so I was records, super, when I was first born, uh, <laughs> my dad and and people his age were listening to eight track tapes. Oh yeah. Uh, and then you'd have to like listen to it on a stereo that would literally cut into four quadrants. Like things have really come a long way. It has. And I don't have a clue In where it's going, time. but it's <laughs> literally your fingertips. I mean, you know, that wasn't like the the, the amount kids. of technology I and mean, energy yeah. that you have in one little right. small device. And I think about it driving around in my car and do whatever I've learned, you know, and having to pull over and use a payphone. Like, I can't even imagine what things are going to be like <laughs> even 10 years from now, 5, right. 10, 20 years from now, or even long after we're gone, mm-hmm. where technology is going to go. Where is it going to be? I mean, like, so, we're going to have flying cars. We're just cars. little blips, you know? We're it's just little vapors. Levitating tables. Uh. Right. We're going to be like, oh, do you remember? Oh, my mom and dad and my grandparents had to drive cars to get around. You have, you got to sit through it. Had to put gas movie? in a tank and like, yeah. Yeah, sit through a three-hour movie. They just beam it to your, your brain. Beam it now. to your brain, or you just <laughs> bleep, you know, blink of an eye, and you can be wherever you want. Like, I mean, I can't even imagine where it's going, but, oh, but yeah. But no, my particular journey was started out with music, gravitating to music, voices, mm. anything I could be through. One of- First role was in voice acting through the music industry uh-huh. is how I got into it. Actually, with um, mm-hmm. singing with some bands and some in the studios where I met the producer mm-hmm. so that's kind of how that happened but um some of the voice the uh, the first voice i was cast in um crazy was a little boy voice and it was yeah. gohan and the ginyu saga and uh, his voice was kind of like don't hurt my dad no <laughs> and then of course it he grows older and then be, you know gets a little more mature mm-hmm. and his voice is deepens at the tender young age of 11 can 11. you believe he's 11 like, he was doing this at 11 he's all like <laughs> I'll never forgive you for this uh, I like, won't give up <laughs> uh, yeah exactly so uh, I had to morph the voice uh, much lower and mm-hmm. try to come up with the toughest uh, I don't want to say meanest I guess you can say meanest but the, the gruffest most <laughs> powerful strong male voice I could come up with okay. it's an honor to be able to have uh, voice that character. I mean, I guess it would have been up to the director to either recast thinking that right. it needed to go to a male at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm very happy that I was able to produce that voice and keep the the character up through, I guess, right before he goes to, uh, Gohan goes to, to so school. Were, so were you cast for Kid Gohan or Kid Goku first? Kid Gohan. Really? Kid Gohan. Yes. Way back, back in the day. And I, I'm talking Because the dub didn't come out till after, right? Well, and it also had to do with where the company was encompassing the property and, and where and where it was already, it was already being dubbed in, in, uh, in well, all over the world. But at the point in time was uh, Canada. Oh. And so the ocean dub was actually, uh, the producer would go up and travel to Canada and capture all of the data okay. in whatever format they were using at the time and then bring it back and have it all uh, audit, you know, automated and whatever, edited down. Hmm. Um, so when I got the, the call mm-hmm. to audition, that's where um, Barry Watson's moved, well, he was already local in DFW, and it's like, you know what, I'm going to recast the show uh, in the DFW era, which is flooded with amazing talent, uh, and then it would just be like, hey, right to work state paid by the hour they're done <laughs> so kind of like worked out best in a business sense for the company of uh-huh. at the time and uh, I, mean, I wasn't really aware of any of that anyway i was just riding to, the curtails of being in show business just trying tra- to make some money yeah i traveled like, with the show band i was like i don't know nothing about this i'm just here i was happy to 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 have something 
open up in, a, in a, an arena where I could utilize my 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 voice in a different manner because I had grown up with in theater mm-hmm. and dancing and yeah. choir and anything and all anything and everything involving show business so was I was able me. to actually that was me I was, uh, were you t- were you? I was in everything did I, was, musicals, I did theater theater and, dance yes. I was in choir church yes. I, I did band yeah. I was in student council right I was in the science club right I, was, I did everything did everything I, I know I was I actually was doing too much I was doing <laughs> it was actually wore me out and mm-hmm. we were moving around every three years and I'd have to start over with a new school and a whole new group of of kids and mostly small towns and so I mean now it's it's maybe stronger and more resilient too yeah, right. <laughs> just being thrown into whatever situation with whoever's going to be around whether it be in the workplace or out yeah but at the time it was crazy because i was just constantly changing but a good thing too is i was able to utilize that experience into my acting into my characters mm-hmm. um i learned from life experience just as much as i did from acting right from lessons from being in productions from listening <laughs> and watching others in the industry like uh, all of it encompassed my personal experience yeah. and then knowing and meeting the right people along the way was part of it but i was pursuing my singing in the studio when yeah. I met you know yeah. being out and about in the industry sometimes can be a good thing when you're pursuing the show business in general right. because you may or may not meet someone in the industry that could either further that or say hey I've got an audition mm-hmm. or hey maybe you should try to get uh, I mean, an agent I mean or, that's I mean, networking you know, it's networking you gotta network if you're already immersed in it that's all already good but mm-hmm. then you could possibly have somebody that meets you or hears your voice um, for me personally, I thought it'd be singing music and recording contracts. Wanted to do, and um, so yeah, I mean, that's what it, how it was for me. I mean, everybody has a, a backstory as to how they got into it, and there's definitely a lot of people wanting to get into it more than ever. Yeah, with anime and voiceover really being so popular. It seems like it's yeah, it's more mainstream now, yeah. even anime. It is. So yeah, but that <laughs> my story's a, 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 just a little bit different. Um, I mean, I did have the, the acting background. I did have all, have all of that. Yeah, but, but my my goal was your goal to be a singer. Wasn't for that. It wasn't. <laughs> it for was that. a singer, no, and then the voices. Was, was, oh, it fell in my lap. Right. It's like, well, hey, right. That's the right time. That was more than anything. And then actually getting to get the audition. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily this big cattle call. And all agencies and all companies have different ways of acquiring their talent. Right. So for me, it was it worked out because I was in the right place at the right time. In a studio recording, singing with Brave Combo out of Denton, Texas, did a Grammy Award with Polka Band, and that's when Barry was there because he was also there for the project I was working on. Right. And then that's when the balls started rolling, and then that's how it happened. I gave him my business card. Hey, have you ever done voice work? Well, I do it all the time just for fun. He could sense something animated about my voice, right. and that's what got me the audition. And then as far as getting the role of Gohan, that was just well, here you go. I mean, that was crazy. So um, I tried out for all the female roles. Really? You know, yeah. Like I mean, Bulma- I I didn't know, yeah, Poir. I mean, I didn't know who these characters were. Uh, I certainly wasn't a shy person, so I was ready to just kind of like give them whatever they follow directions. So when you guys record, do you record together or do y'all everybody record separately? In in my experience, it's been separate. Okay. Yeah. Now I um, done some. I've done some non anime work Uh at Cartoon Network, and there was one. um, The KO. Yes, the OK KO. (laughs) That was around. I want to say 2004. 14, 14, 15, 
15 is when I started recording that, 15 and 16. And um, there was one really cool moment where Cartoon Network flew me in and I was able to record with the entire cast in the same room. They had us all set up in little cubicles and we had our own equipment and microphones and nice. you know paper scripts, yeah. you know, and whatever. It was kind of old school, but <laughs> it was really cool to actually be in the same room and then feed off the energy of the right. other actors and That's actresses. what I would think, like feeding off the energy of each other, yeah. you know, being like, because I've always uh-huh. loved being in person with people because being There's something the, different yeah, about it. Versus, about facial expression, versus, yeah. gestures. It's always a, a bigger vibe. A bigger right. Feeling. I think it's a, a, a more easy to encompass to really get into character. And then with OKKO, that was not that was a non-anime project where there were just sketches, and then we would act from the sketches of what we could see. But the, mm-hmm. the animation wasn't wasn't done yet. The, the, none of that was done. So that was kind of a different experience in the sense that they record first and then animate around the voice. Okay. There's still the same direction involved, but. It's just a matter of... So that was just a really unique, cool experience to actually be <laughs> in L.A., you yeah. know, being a Dallas-Fort Worth actor, actress, whatever, and then being able to fly out there and meet the meet the right. cast, meet the director. And, just, man, yeah. it, was a, it was a crazy experience. Like oh, That sounds like a crazy... You got to be really good. So, I mean, really efficient at what you do. So who from the Dragon Ball cast do you hang with the most? Or do you hang with any of them? We've all just kind of dispersed. I mean, some people from the original cast, when I say, you say original cast, I'm thinking OG, mm-hmm. like original. Um, uh, like some anybody of the, that's, did, that was in the Cell Saga. Or right, back, back, in, back in the day. Back in the sure. day. <laughs> um, some of the people that I see here mostly lately are going to be um, people that I appear with either at comic book signings or conventions. Mm-hmm. And most recently, that's been... Um, Tiffany Vollmer, voice of Bulma, okay. which we were cast around the same time. We had we got to know each other through the music industry, and we're mm-hmm. both like hippie Denton people, UNT, <laughs> which is where I went to college. I, I believe she went there too. We kind of almost went to UNT. Yeah, I did. I got well. It's a great school for music too. It was. It was. I mean, there were musicians everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, no wonder I was. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, I hung out with all the musicians, even though I was majoring in dramatic arts. Yeah, I was wanting to get an arts and sciences degree. Yeah, that was my secondary school. I almost went there. I um, applied. Yeah. I got accepted, um, but. The tuition was more than I wanted, so, oh, I, man, I, so, I, so I ended up going to um, yeah. Texas Southern, which is HBCU. Okay. Is, so yeah. But hey, you, you, yeah. you furthered your education. Not everybody has the opportunity to do that. Right. Um, yeah, and for, it's crazy for me because um, even though I wanted to be in show business, and thankfully I have been able to and make a living at it. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, I was very scholastic. Like I, I always, you know, was an overachiever. Wanted to always make straight A's. I never had to be push to study or mm-hmm. you know I was always trying to do as much and acquire as much knowledge as I could and that just was just a natural thing but um, but then when I went to college um, <laughs> I, I had an opportunity I started I was I, I met the right people in that sense till I started uh, we started our own band and mm. I was in a band with a, some guys that were a year two three four years older and mm. I was kind of the baby I was only you know what 18 yeah. so I started singing in my own band and then I got um uh, swiftly invited to audition for a show band that needed what they call a valionette. So I joined a band called Vince Vance and the Valiants. Vince Vance and the Valiants featured vivacious <laughs> vixens of rock and roll, Venus, Violet, and Victoria, or whatever <laughs> names we came up with. I mean, my V name I chose was Violet because I like the color purple. So from then on, I never looked back. I thought I'd do that for a year or two, be in a band. And boy, once I was on the road traveling and touring and singing, dancing, and acting with a big giant show band all over the United States and even parts of Europe and Canada, I never looked back. Really? So I never got went back to, to college and got my degree. 
I was able to, to make it happen. It's I fine. I was just That's what I try to tell I was addicted, I man. I was on the <laughs> stage performing. I was learning things that couldn't be taught at a yeah. university, really. Yeah. Sometimes you actually have to have those real life experiences to make right. it to where cuz me I thought I was going to go into psychology. I was uh-huh. like, I'm going to go into psychology, oh, I'm going to do this, psychology. and I'm going to become a marriage counselor, I'm going to do this, that, oh, that, yeah. But then, as life goes on... Yeah, you just don't <laughs> you, know. Sometimes. You just be like, you know what? Maybe. I love this. I love this. I love that. So, I, uh-huh. I was like, okay, so I love to cook, so I started becoming a cook. Okay. And then I was like, okay, I love anime, so I, okay. so I decided I'm going to make me a podcast. That way, yeah. I just talk about anime all day. And, I, I think that's great. A lot of people that, that I do interviews with mm-hmm. are... They have all kinds of different jobs, but they love whether it be radio or, like you said, podcast. I mean, you can do it now from, I guess, well, we're doing it remotely, but you can do it from your house. I mean, that's another thing I still haven't done is I would love to have a podcast or, like, get on TikTok or some of these new video type Ah, things and, like, capture these. (laughs) I know I'm not, I haven't, I haven't, um, man, life moves really fast. It does. It really does. Even in a pandemic, things are just, you know. So, I mean, there's still things I still want to do, but I know my passion has always been singing music and then now voice acting, of course, and the the character voices. And uh, I've dabbled in some comedy and that just kind of came naturally, just trying to be funny. Improv, and um, I actually was involved in uh, working for a company, freelancing, writing comedic parodies for radio, like Weird Al Yankovic. Have you heard of him? Oh, yes. Uh, I love Weird Al. And he's Polish. He plays the accordion, you guys. It's so cool. I'm Polish. Part part of my heritage is Polish. And so um, I thought we thought it was funny that he would change I don't know. I hear something about you were from, um, no, not that you're from, um, Australia. Oh? Something about Australia. I've been there. I've I've been asked to to come over and be involved in some of the conventions and appearances over there. Australia, New Zealand. Yeah, I went out to, I've been out to Australia before. I went to, uh, all over Australia. Went for a student ambassador program. Oh, you did? Uh What a cool, oh, I encouraged that. People to People Student Ambassador Program, and we went all out. And we went all around, and we got to uh, hang with the Aborigines. We got oh, to see Sydney. Oh, you are kidding. Got to swim in the Great Barrier Reef. Oh, I did that? Yeah, you I got did that? Yes, I had to do that. It Cans. was so cool. I flew in early. This was uh, 2004. I was able to go and plan a trip early so I could do that. Yes. I had to go to the Great Barrier Reef. It was it, cold. It was, it was. And then I tried alligator. I never thought I would ever do that. Because um, I'm like, how could you? I mean, I don't know. There's Alligator's delicious. It, but yeah, have I had you to ever try it, tried right? kangaroo? Yes. Kangaroos I had to try that in when I went back in 2012. I tried kangaroos. Yes, kangaroos. I still felt weird. I don't know. I mean, the animal concept. I don't know. <laughs> we all have our boundaries and our Spoonful. beliefs. And, but I, I had to try it because it was, you know, it was there. Oh, I was hanging with the Aborigines and they cooked it up for me. See, they cooked up the. Uh, the I learned the, so much they about the Aborigines. The, it, it was. It was. It was almost close to neck bones okay. or oxtails. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, neck bones or oxtail. That was what it was close to. It's kind of like the the, the the saying when in Rome. That means when in Rome do what the Romans yeah. do. So like, you know, it's always good to, even even now, I try to go to not just chain, nothing against chain restaurants mm-hmm. or like when I go out to eat, but I do like to try restaurants New when restaurants. I'm traveling that are either mom and pop or unique to that area. Like mm-hmm. I'm more than ever, I've been to New Orleans more than anywhere else because mm-hmm. the band I was performing with for so mm-hmm. long, which by the way, we're celebrating our 50th year, Vince Vance and the Valiants. Ooh. I was not even born when the band started. <laughs> I was just a 
gleam in my parents' eye, which is happening in a couple weeks. Okay, so that's what's so, you... But we went to New Orleans a lot because the band originated in 1971 on Bourbon Street, New Orleans. So when I was traveling with the band, mostly through my 20s and 30s, uh -huh. um, we would go back to New Orleans all the time and all around Alabama, the South, uh, all around that whole area, immediate area. And I got to know so many people and they, they became like my second yeah. family. That's I mean, we'd do things together. We'd hang out together. We'd have like this posse. We'd all hang out with other <laughs> kids. We'd all go out to eat after the show. I would for friends. And These years of one-on-one contact and meeting people that are watching Dragon Ball either for the first time or they've, they're have they sharing it with their friends or their spouse and, and now they're watching it all over with their kids. Yeah, I'm watching it with my kids now. <laughs> yeah, little kid Goku. You gotta hear some of his voice too. <laughs> Why do girls have butts on their chest? <laughs> With these pop toys and some of these Close, signings, classic. I'm getting people saying, "Can you write a quote?" Can you write this. There's my favorite quote. What's your favorite quote? It's been, it's been crazy, and I'm bringing some uh, my business manager with me too, who happens to be my bass player uh -huh. with my band Moonglass. Really? I have my own okay. band. Yeah. It's been a hiatus because of COVID, but uh, yeah, yeah. he's just like, this is just a whole wor new world out there. This uh, uh, anime, comic book, pop culture conventions are just crazy but you've got people dressing up as their favorite characters mm -hmm. you've got comic books artists um the vendors are from all over doing all different things so yes. it's like a yes the rise in anime has come everybody yes. is loving it now. anime in like, general right like back in like the early 2000s it wasn't as popular but now right. it's like everybody and there were people that were and, bullied for it and mm -hmm. i can relate to bullying so yeah. like that my heart's behind like that you like your people that got bullied and, and, and they're dressing up this is their moment now we to feel more accepted like you yeah. have something that you believe in and you're not judged for it and i right. think that's the 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 beautiful premise. thing about it is love, if they love it they love it man dress how Let you want to dress it. love what you want to love right Ooh. i remember that's funny you said that because i was really into when i was around 12 or 13 mm. i was really into um boy george and culture club it was an 80s group mm. well boy george at the time even though he was uh, i say now he was a kid when he went into the business but i loved his voice first and foremost mm -hmm. um but when um i saw who he was and you know mtv yeah um <laughs> i remember just being amazed by him regardless of how he dressed or looked but i dressed up like boy george for halloween when mm. i was like i don't know yeah. like i said 12 or 13 and i was bullied for that and I really? to this day was like, why were people bullied? Because we were we, at that Kids age, just gonna bully. Kids, Kids are mean, mean. yeah, immature. They, they haven't grown up, right? <laughs> Did you say are. it's the law? No, I said they still oh, are. They <laughs> still are. Yes, they're, I they're still mean <laughs> in every which way you can think of. But. Um, and that, we were kids, you know, but I remember dressing up as Boy George and went to the, the skating rink mm -hmm. and I did the braids and all the, the colorful ribbons and the hair and the big shirt yeah. and the makeup. And, um, and I mean, that was my thing. But, and to this day, I mean, I'm like, regardless of Why did that what, happen? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Boy George, and he, that's, he was a big part of my music, uh, love and compassion really? was in the 80s and that yeah. was that was my you know you have your favorite mm -hmm. and now i hear it all the time i'm hearing all this 80s music come back oh yeah 80s i mean when i was back. a kid the 60s was popular the 50s 60s and 70s music was popular because I mean, our parents all, you know yeah it's our like, parents and grandparents <laughs> listen to that and then it just some of some of it sticks around it trickles down some of it is classic some of it you listen to and then you get older and you decide you're not really so much into mm -hmm. that anymore that may be what you've been like forced to listen to like you know what that wasn't the best thing i was listening to but it's all even part to of day, what when you I, take in right because even to this day when i look back at some of the music stuff i listen to i'm like yeah what was i thinking like yeah. this was this was i was jamming yeah I, mean, I guess that so. was your jam though and that was maybe part of your escape from whatever it is you, yeah. you know life or struggles or that's another thing i've learned is through 
kind of like going in through life and going through some really per personal adversity, especially over the past like five, six years, like what, what I had to learn was how, how to escape from those things and, and recover from loss and grief. My mom died when I was young and, um, and a lot of things happen and in life, real life happens, you know, everybody, yeah. whether you're an artist, whether you're, whatever you do for a living. Yeah. So I, I, what I'm interested in hearing and lately is how the, the fans of say Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z or these characters mm -hmm. were a source of not only entertainment, but also a source of solace and a way to help them through a hard time in their life. And that for me is very gratifying to hear these stories of what my work that I did even years and years ago mm -hmm. has benefited. Uh, even generations. People of all ages, kids, uh, girls, boys, whatever, whatever it was that they were going through. I mean, even people from other countries and I'm, I hear about, you know, I know when you auditioned like, man, for, man, Dragon Ball Z was my thing, you know, got me through. You're yeah. the voice of my childhood. I mean, I hear this all day long, and it's, I still can't wrap my head around that. Like, you like, like when I, I audition for this, I never I knew. don't feel famous. I don't feel like a celebrity, and people <laughs> will tell me this, and I'm like, no, no, I'm just me. I'm, I'm just, just Stephanie. I'm just doing my thing, you know, <laughs> and that's just what I do. And, and that's how it feels sometimes, because even me, like, sometimes I'll go out and somebody's like, oh, Chad Panamy, I know you. I follow uh -huh. you. I'm like, really? Oh. They're going to start recognizing you more, recognizing <laughs> you more from uh, like, uh, social like, media. Right, like, I don't feel like a celebrity, but apparently yeah. I am. I feel like just somebody just sitting at a desk. Well, there's a staple, uh, a brand ambassador for your own brand or for mm -hmm. whatever it is that you promote or whatever it is you do. And there, it's, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what I... It wasn't meant to be because we didn't have this kind of stuff when I was right. your age or, or a kid. And I can't even imagine what I would have been doing had I had access to this this technology. I mean, videos and recordings and writing music. And I would have had so many more venues, uh, avenues to create. Right. Yeah. Because it's kids um, now that's recording on their phone. Uh -huh. and, and there's YouTube and, channels. And there's and how to people. do it. How to and everything, too. So yes, and you can get with your musicians and record remotely and I mean it's just I mean it's just the world <laughs> is just limitless I mean it and more so now than ever mm -hmm. so that's why I mean anytime somebody asks me if they want to get into it and how I'm like my gosh I feel like I'm kind of out of the loop like there's so many ways to get into this industry of voice acting and music and things like that and um, you, you just got to get out there and do it and yeah. if that's really truly what you want to do you listen to it you listen to others there's workshops there's all kinds of avenues for people to get into anything they want to do like I said though if you already have that passion as a young young child mm -hmm. and you've already kind of been doing it yeah then it's just going to be even Second easier nature. and if you're good at it if you yeah. have a knack for it or you have a natural ability mm -hmm. well then do it right. <laughs> if that's what you want to pursue and if you can make a living at it great hey you've 100. you have arrived you hit the jackpot you're, right? you're good yeah like as long as you can do it to make pay the bills that's Right. Perfect. I, I, and if you do something you really you have, truly you have enjoy. A, you have a valuable skill and asset and contribution to society. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and that can be, it's different for everybody. I mm -hmm. mean, for me, I was very fortunate in the sense that, you know, as much as I wanted to be this big child star and I want to go be mm -hmm. in LA or New York, wherever you got to be to do this, 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 and this, that wasn't the case. You know, my parents did what they did and they had their jobs and we moved around. And then once I got into college and I was an adult, then it was up to me to, to either get the degree or go on the road or do whatever it was. <laughs> and fortunately, DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth area, um, Denton in general, Denton, little, yeah. we call it Little D. <laughs> little D's not so little anymore, people. This whole Metroplex is ginormous. It is. It's, it's, it's like it, town, town, it town. It has grown a lot. 
lot. It has. Yeah, like, it really even has. back when um, I was a, uh, about to go to UNT, yeah. like, it's changed since then. That was, like, yeah. 10 years ago. It was huge for me coming from small towns and moving around a lot, but... Um, um, I still live up up that mm. way. I still live in the in that area, and I remember, you know, some people still think it's like, wow, you live in Denton or you live up. That's really far away. Like that's really north. Like people would tease me all the time. Well, you're driving to Oklahoma. You got to yeah, go back. Basically. You got to go drive home back to Oklahoma. And I'm like, what are you trying to say? I used to live in Oklahoma. Those are my people too. You know. So it's just like, a we're funny. right around the corner. It's okay. But and I drive all the way. You know, for what I do now, being a freelance and contract labor, um, freelance voice, actor, singer, whatever you want to call me, really. Uh, I drive all the time and commute all the time. I mean, um, it's, to me, driving, like today, you know, Richardson to Plano to Dallas to Euless and to Arlington, and then now I'll be going to Fort Worth. It's like, that's just what you do. I mean, if you got to be there and you've got an appointment or you got an interview or you have a job or you have a session or you're meeting with a musician or you're teaching, that can take you anywhere. Oh, yes. And, you know. like, even me, like, since I'm a cook, I have to drive all the way to North Dallas to DeSoto. Okay. Then I came over here to Arlington. Oh, well, what are we, (laughs) now next time we're going to have to cook? Yes. We'll do a podcast about you cooking and I and get to I'll try. Cook for you. Goku's I'll always cook. hungry. <laughs> that's a that's yes. a funny joke for me personally. Is I say that and it seems like everybody understands. We all gotta eat. All right. So next time, <laughs> I uh-huh. promise you, I'm gonna cook for you. How about that? All right. That, that sounds I'm gonna cook for you and I'll have another painting for you. Okay. That sounds great. You Speaking of paintings, if anybody wants a painting, hit me up. You know, <laughs> I do. Commit your favorite to characters and do you specialize in your in any artwork like do you draw or do you specialize in anime characters or um, I specialize characters? in anime characters but I can do any character any okay. character from anything I'll put anything on anything yeah that's really cool because <laughs> really cool. my artwork is the background right so, yes that's it yeah, so I love my that. artwork is the background so the actual character that's on it mm-hmm. that's you know me uh-huh. saying I feel like this character deserves this background it's like hey showcase and enhance something that yeah. you already like and appreciate right and then you've got this nice what am I trying to say they're all unique yeah there's like no none, none of them look the same yeah you can I can never duplicate this you will never see? find another so you have yeah. unique customized one of kind see <laughs> artwork. and then you can have these made for people and then if it's a character that they can maybe go get the autograph of right you can go have them autographed which is like <laughs> even cooler which is and what maybe I was has doing. more value at that point oh tons of more value yeah <laughs> tons more like uh cause at WeaveCon I had got the uh Sean Schimmel okay kind. yeah and that was, that was a wonderful raffle too you work hard these days to get these autographs. I see a lot of people mm-hmm. collecting autographs and they, you know, you gotta make it to the place, you gotta be where you can get there, you gotta wait pay in, to get in, <laughs> wait in the long line if there's a long line and there are a lot of long lines. A lot of long lines. Especially when there's multiple it is. Uh, uh, people. actors and yeah. multiple fans and people in different, with pandemic it's been even harder yeah. for people to Cause achieve. anything, like anybody, everybody's been itching to go out and find yes. something so yes. anything that's happening, everybody's like, yes, I'm gonna go do that, I gotta it's, do it. It's not <laughs> something you can snap your fingers and just have in your hands. No. It takes time, efforts, and mm-hmm. blood, sweat, and tears, right, guys? It does. <laughs> a, lot yeah. of, a lot of late nights. Lot of, yeah, yeah. Lot of, I mean, there's people that do it actually for a living. They go out and they collect autographs on these really popular current items like these pop toys. And and the, the Shenron, have you seen the Shenron one? Yeah. It's like this giant, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the giant Shenron from Dragon Ball Z. And then Is there's it's, it's big. It's right there. This Shenron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that cool? And so it's got more space on it. Not only is it it's got more space it's really big so we uh 
We can, uh, anybody that had a voice or a character and voiced a character in the series can sign it with various colored pink pens and then it becomes this collector's item. Right. So it's I, crazy, like, <laughs> so freaking cool. I did a, uh, I actually did a piece, um, it was a three-man piece. You actually signed it at a week time. All right. Uh, somebody had bought it from me. It was okay. a, a circle of uh, Master Roshi. Okay. Uh, I thought it was cool. Yes. It was like the the, the scenery from uh -huh. Dragon Ball uh -huh. with well, the shadows. Walking. Yeah. So you and you knew who they were through by the shadows. Yeah. Which is so neat. I have that on my. Uh, well, <laughs> it's in the background. My my screenshot saver. Yeah, it's crazy. My wallpaper is yeah. a, a big moon in Goku. Little Goku is streaming along on, on his the little Nimbus. On the Nimbus. But it's, yeah. it, it looks like Halloween to me because it's like it's, it's, he's just flying along. Yeah. Being kid Goku and there's the moon in the background. I don't know. It's just kind of neato. That is neat. Halloween's coming up, you know. That's a it big is. holiday for oh, a lot man. of people. So many costumes, so Cos many ideas. Cosplays. I'm like, what am I going to cosplay? Uh, people are decorating for it already, <laughs> and it's what, September 8th? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's time. It's time. It's, that's hoodie weather. It I is. Love hoodie Especially weather. when we get all this hot, humid weather. It seems like over half the year, you know, mm. we're stuck in, in right, Texas, Texas. Texas, we don't have coats. We have hoodies. That's we, what and we, we got the in-betweener in stuff. We can't always yeah, have yeah. the heavy coat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you have the uh, light jacket. You got to have the layers. Jacket. Yeah, so yes. Um, unless it's summer, then but no layers. But a big jacket, not well. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So that's why when it snows, we'd be like, ah, I don't oh, know what to do. We don't do. know what to do. Yeah. Shut it down. Below, shut everything 30, down. If everything's freezing down, we don't know what shut to do. Shut it down. Yeah. We, yeah. We'll, we'll pick this up tomorrow. Hopefully it'll thaw out. Yeah. <laughs> and if it sticks around where it's even worse. Right. Uh, yeah. We're like, oh, two days? Well, two yeah, days a off, week, I guess so. More loggers. Like, what are we going to do? We are trapped. <laughs> oh, the lights went off. Oh, yeah, electricity. trouble. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's crazy. what happened uh, this last year. It did. We had a, a we had, big We call it snowpocalypse. It was insane. It, it, it my, was crazy. Oh. My car was broken down, and I think it was probably a good thing because I didn't have a car for well over two weeks mm. because not only was I trapped and couldn't drive, but the people that were going to work on it couldn't work on it. Really? Because it was stuck well, outside. Yeah, of course. Of course. Trapped under the, snow. under the snow. They weren't working. They couldn't get to work. So that was crazy. That was... They're like, oh, your car's stuck? I guess so. And I we had already had worked. the pandemic. <laughs> So you had a pandemic going on, and then that happened, and we, and we just didn't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, pandemic time. This is crazy. I swear to God, I lo I've lost like two years of my life for some I, reason. I think a lot of us have. The, and then finding I, what are we going to do when the pandemic? I mean, how are we going to make our money? How are we going to make our bills? Um, bills. Some companies flourished. I mean, online stuff still went on. Right. Liquor stores were still open. Hey, I started this over the <laughs> pandemic, so I mean, hey. yeah, yeah. Well, it forces you to. To think adapt. outside the box. Yes, and to, they say when you have a situation and the winds are blowing, you can either uh, fight the storm but, or you can adjust your sails. <laughs> and then that universally speaking means mm -hmm. you adapt. And the realist has to have a balance of, okay, if I want to survive, I'm going to have to adapt okay. uh, to the to your, to your surroundings. Right. If it's out of your control, you have to just adapt. And, and, and it's all a matter of survival. Right. And that's how to just kind of go with the flow. Because at right. the end of the day, if you can't control it, right. there's nothing you can do about it. All just you can do is be positive. Try, to, try to steer away from the from the real. And stay, <laughs> protect yourself in the best way to, to stay out of harm's way. That part. But then just be positive and mm -hmm. do the best you can because some Somebody always has it worse. Somebody yes, it's always, always, somebody worse. always fighting battles behind whatever they're doing, and you just don't even know what that is. So, I say save your money first of all. If I give anybody advice, doing whatever you do, save some money, have a cushion if you can, to get yourself out of something that can happen out of your control. Yes. 
That's my advice. All right, so this has been a wonderful interview. I have Me? loved this interview, you guys. You guys. Yeah. Also, uh, we'll have to do this again and we'll, pick up, and this will be to be continued. To be continued, and yes. I'm gonna cook for her, and I yes. might do a whole, you know, cooking show for you. Yeah, maybe, and we'll maybe. send. I'll send you some 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 people to interview your way. Some people in the realm that I saw. Uh, that would be lovely. Uh, I would yeah, love so some that. people that I still keep in touch with and have done some recent appearances <laughs> with, and we'll be doing some in the in mm. the in the very close future. So I'll be sending very. some people your way. Uh, I do have a website too, gotta say. Yes. Shameless sure. promotion here. StephanieNadolny.com is under construction and it's about to launch soon. It will detail okay. uh, places I'll be and um, I'll be having like a, a gallery of photos and things and I'll be uploading my music Ooh. and some some work I've done. I would love to hear some of your music too. Maybe yeah, yeah. have a jam session Maybe some of my music. parodies, my comedic parodies <laughs> that I did for radio. Those are oh, funny. I would love to hear them. I need to be, I, I think of them all the time. I need to be recording them. I need to be yeah. set up an, uh, an at-home studio where I can lay them down. And yeah, but uh, what's your Instagram too? It's this. It's just my name, Stephanie Nadolny. Okay. All caps. Yep. Okay. And so I'll be, I'll be out and about. I'll be socially connected <laughs> in the best way that I can. So. That's great. All right, all right, everybody. Don't forget to follow uh, Trap Anime at Trap Anime Podcast. That's on Instagram and Facebook. Also, don't forget to uh, subscribe to us on uh, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio. I love iHeartRadio. I know it. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right, guys. And Thank we you. are out of here. Out of here. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yum, yum, yum.